Hi, a quick note before this episode, we had some recording issues, so unfortunately because of that, there are going to be a few minor audio gaps I had to cut out of there. We're looking at switching audio equipment, so we do thank you for your patience, but please enjoy this episode of the Geek Roulette Podcast. Hello and welcome to what will be the 50th episode of the Geek Roulette podcast. The very, the very hotly anticipated and much, I, much long awaited. Much delayed. Yes. To be very clear here, we tried recording this episode before, but we were having problems since we record via, you know, over distance. The method we use has, used has never usually had any issues before, and we had a huge amount of problems. We tried seeing if we could salvage it. We couldn't, but let's just yes. be clear. We're, we're going to make this episode work, and it's not just us. Now, first and foremost, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Spragel. I'm still the other host, John Lundquist. And with us today are our better halves, my wife, Jennifer. Hello. And my wife, Mariah. Hello. We have decided for this 50th episode to have our wives on the episode so we can just talk just geek life as families and, you know, how our wives put up with our inane obsessions. And so, so they can berate us. Berate us on a podcast. I mean, yes. we already get enough of that outside of the podcast, and so now it's just going to be going public in a very apt way. Yes, exactly. It's okay, though. But before we get too much into that, let's get through the housekeeping. First and foremost, feel free to join us on social media. We are on both Twitter at Geek Roulette as well as on Facebook at Geek Roulette. Go ahead and join, communicate with us, yell at us for how long it's been since our last episode came out. And we, we've been busy. I mean, my my cohort here, he definitely has a very busy life with his job and everything. So it's trying to find time. Yeah. And the holidays and stuff. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All that fun stuff, even though it's, you know, I don't know, a week past. New Year's is what? Tomorrow night. Exactly. So hope As everybody's we... holidays were great. And even though it was probably a bit different this year than most years, but, you know, you roll with the punches. You do. And whatever platform that you do listen to this podcast on, we please implore you to go ahead and leave a review what you feel that we are worthy of. If you feel we're worth two stars or two out of five or five carats out of ten, by all means, whatever the rating systems utilized for whatever platform you use. But really, if you think we're a two-star podcast, why are you listening to us? I mean, come on. Well, you know how there's people that like just hate listen or hate watch certain things like they hate something, but they want to watch it. So they have something to complain about. Yeah, those people are weird. I I, I won't disagree with that. But, you know, what are you going to do? Right. Hey, Jen, how do you put up with like, you know, this? I mean, what what I do on this podcast isn't much different from what I do in real life. You tune it out. What? Right. And I'm right. looking at John thinking, pot, meat, kettle. <laughs> what? Exactly. So odd. Uh, yeah. It's uh, awesome. very, very great. Yeah. You just learn to kind of tune a good portion of it out and pick up on only the pieces you need to. Yeah. A lot of nodding and smiling, too. All the good pieces. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally it. 
Well, let's let's give our listeners something to look forward to. Let's talk about recommendations. Our favorite segment segment where we talk about what we enjoy and we want you to enjoy as well. Uh, I'll start off. Uh, what I like to recommend is this: is one service that's been available. I uh, I've had so many video game systems over a period of time. The one that I most recently acquired is the new Xbox generation, next generation system. Huge fan of that. If there was something I'd recommend is this. I think the hard thing about video games nowadays is that it's always down to price. Uh, you know, investing $50, $60 in games can be a hard thing. And it's not to say there's not good games out there, but sometimes you got to be a little bit more choosy. And one service that's available is Xbox says, uh, it's a great service with their Game Pass, which lets you basically download games, you know, play them. They'll have new games they add each month, take away. But there's definitely games that I would, don't think I would ever buy. But I've been using this service just to catch up on what's been out there. And it's nice because, you know, it's it's a nice monthly fee. Like I pay, it's technically built into my Xbox payment of $15 a month but you know not being able to be able to play all those games and you think about it that's almost the equivalent of buying three games a year so xbox game pass or through all access uh it's a great way to experience so many different games out there uh wifers which is my nickname for her um yeah so um going a different direction at this point um i i just finished watching the crown the last season here so um i i thought that was quite intriguing and interesting to watch granted i know it's fiction um but it's it, it's interesting to see what they put together and how they they portrayed um, the last little segment here yeah so it's been i i i enjoy it what's the uh, crown about Oh, so it's um, it's Queen Elizabeth that that we all know, and going through all of her um, her reign and so forth. And so it actually it, we're, they're on season four, so it's a different set of actors. They change the actors every two year or every two seasons. Um, so it's it's following from when she first became queen, and then going through lots of different. Uh, history and different pieces so it's kind of interesting to look at from that perspective too those things that were before my time and i didn't really know about and then now some of those things that re you remember happening we were still young but that. Is, this, is this the one with princess diana yes so season four and five or no wait season season i'm sorry i'm off season three and four have princess die or four mostly has die in it um so that's there that's a lot of the controversy right now is they they should re, t remind people or tell people it's fiction um so that people um I guess have been sending some hate mail to the crown and to Prince Charles for how their relationship went in general I think it's just weird when you consider like the fact that you have like a king a queen and you have like this entire outdated system that still exists that really doesn't do anything except be figureheads. Right. And that's, and it's, they talk a lot about that too, um, because the, some of the meetings she has and stuff with prime minister and, and, you know, you're following through multiple different prime ministers. It starts with Winston Churchill and, 
um, you know, now as Margaret Thatcher is the is who's um, prime minister in season four here. So they, it's it is interesting to me because it is really kind of a figurehead that the crown is. They don't have much power, but they're supposed to kind of be the um, symbol of the people and to some extent and and keeping things together and and trying to help keep a um, unified is the wrong word, but you know a, a, a more um, together country or whatever so it, it is i mean it's it, it's not it's really it's not like she has any kind of power because there were several times where she wanted to stand up to something and couldn't like the law was against her and she couldn't do it from the american point of view though long live the queen there's something epically fascinating about the royal I family and how much i want to know Right. And that's just it. It's real. That's the thing. It's fan. It's just, it is fascinating to watch this and, and how their country is built up around this. Um, it, 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 so it's, it's really interesting, you know, even though it's fiction, I get it, you know, but there's also a lot of truth in the fiction. Um, you know, it's not like they're making up pieces, um, that are way off base all the time. There are just pieces that they can't say for sure. This is what happened behind closed doors, or this is what the conversation really was. They're, you know, kind of putting together what could have happened or how things seem to have gone. Um, but it's it's very interesting, and it, really, some of the pieces that become very interesting to me too is the interaction of the family and the royal family and how they live together or separately, and why and how. It's it's very it's very interesting how that family kind of is together yeah so that's the crown oh no worries no worries it's more explanation i give a lot of people sometimes so john what do you got on deck mine is somewhat similar to yours i suppose in that it's a gaming thing um although not console gaming it's more board gaming if you're anything like the four of us on this podcast right now um Board gaming is something that we enjoy quite a bit, and COVID has obviously cut into that aspect of our life because obviously it's not something you can do where we can just go over to your place, you can come down here, get together with anybody really and play board games in general. So there's a couple sites that we have found online that we've kind of used as a, I don't know, substitute that, and some of them are some pretty good games that we actually play quite a bit in person. One of them is Code Names, which is kind of a fun party game. Um, I don't, have we ever played that with you guys? Yes, yes. we own it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Codenames, if you just search up, I can't remember the name of the site itself, but if you search up like Codenames board game online or something like that, I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, and you can play it basically exactly like you do. Um, you type in whatever your word is and then your number. And, you know, if you can, it doesn't have a voice chat thing on there. So you want to get into like Discord or something like that if you want to be able to talk. Otherwise, I think it does have just like basic, you know, typing chat. Um, so that's a fun one. Codenames, go look that one up. And um, free. Yes, that's yes, one. that's yes, that's a, that's yeah. free also, which is a big big help on that one. So, even if you haven't played it before, it's one you can kind of go in and check it out. Um, and then once we get out of this, it's got a bunch of different versions of the physical. The physical game has a bunch of different versions. You can go check out if you want to try that out. Um, so, code names um, and also free is Dominion, which is a kind of a deck building game, um, which is one of my favorites. Um, the interface on that one, that's another one of the website you're going to want to just search for because it's got some weird domain name. It's just search up Dominion 
board game online or something like that and i'm sure you'll find it um and that's free as well the interface on that one's a little bit clunkier but not too bad once you get kind of used to it um you do have to like register your email address or something like that and i think you have to pay like a few bucks if you want access to all the expansions but it does give you all the expansions which isn't bad because there's a few i wouldn't mind checking out that i never bought just because i didn't want to sink the 50 bucks or 40 bucks into getting an expansion but here i can kind of check it out for you know free if i want to and only one of the people that you're playing with actually needs to have the paid subscription in order to have access to use all the cards as well yes so, yes which is a nice yeah. thing so you don't all four have to buy into the expansions and whatnot so um so that's another one dominion um and then the third one has it's kind of a bigger platform and that is boardgamearena.com um fairly easy to set up an account on that one it's got a whole bunch of different board games you know a few dozen of them uh, the standouts for us, or at least for me, are Carcassonne's on there, Forbidden Island, um, Sushi Go. Takanoko. Takanoko. Um, and there's a whole bunch. It's another good place where you can go check out, you know, play with friends. It does have, like, a voice and video chat, but they're pretty crude. Like, Mike and I tried them out last night. I was playing with my sister and my dad. And we couldn't get Mike connected to the the voice chat at all. My dad was kind of cutting in and out. Um so not the best. So if you've got something like Discord, you know, that's probably going to be the better option there. But I mean, it is there if it's, if you don't have Discord, you know, you might be able to get luckier than we were. Um, and the interface on that's pretty good. Um, as far as playing the games, it's, you know, fairly intuitive, especially if it's a game you know how to play. And there's, you know, a lot of games on there. If you don't know how to play them, it does have rules and stuff like that. So if there's a game that is on there you've been thinking about buying but just didn't want to sink the money into it again it's a good place to check it out um there's a free version of that and there is also a paid version the free version i think you can get access to most stuff yeah i think you only need one it's another one of those where you only need to have one person with a premium account to get into certain games and certain functions and stuff but you can get into quite a bit with just the free account and even the paid account is only like i think it's 24 bucks a, a year or two or four dollars a month i think i want to say so not too bad um so yeah those are my recommendations go play some board games online with people spectacular and mariah i'm actually going to go down somewhat of the same path as jen with introducing some historical fiction into the mix because on the 9th of january season two of discovery of witches comes out on Ooh. sundance now and okay yeah, so renew your subscription to Sundance now, Jen. <laughs> um, I but Discovery of Witches originated as a three-book series by um, an author who is a histo history professor at Oxford. Oh, my gosh, and I can't remember. Her name is completely escaping me right Deborah now. Deborah Harkness. Deborah Harkness, thank you. I would have been so embarrassed. I was thought you were just like building up to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, like, like I was just trying to come up with her name. Um, <laughs> even though we like stood in line for that for forever. Um, but I picked up the book when it originally came out, the the first one. Uh it's a three-book series, Discovery of Witches is the first book, which was season one. And the second season is tied to the second book which sees the two main characters, Diana and Matthew, a witch and a vampire going back in time um, to hide from people that are trying to get him. And it's a fun adventure with humans and witches and mm -hmm. um, vampires and 
and politics and you get to meet Queen Elizabeth and and a vampire. who is not a vampire. She's one of the humans, unfortunately. They're not allowed to meddle meddle in human politics, Mike. Right. Right. So yes. so she wouldn't if she was a vampire, she wouldn't be able to be queen. Yes. Yeah, that's how that there was worked. a pesky incident incident with a Roman emperor in the past, and it was outlawed. History, um, okay. but yeah, it's it's season two is launching on the so I recommend it. It's it, it you have just the first eight seasons of season one. I don't think any of us have enough time for that. <laughs> yeah. What well, is and these days, it feels like you do. Yeah. What and it's a fixed length, so if you're not into long series, you're good with this because it'll end after three. Anything out? I'm because of the time shift. Okay. I was curious. Um, but you never know. It might be, but I know that the season progression for one, two, and three are going to follow each of the th first three. Okay. Books. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Were you able to ever watch the first, the no. first season? No. <gasps> I know. Like I tried to, so I tried to get, um, cause it was streaming on other things at one point. And, um, mm. so I was trying to get connected to it and started to watch it, but I couldn't get it. <laughs> this is a bad reason, but I could only, I could only get it to work like on my phone or for whatever reason. So it's this, you know, tiny little screen that I'm trying to watch this, you know, big epic thing on. It was, yeah, it didn't go I, well. I'm very excited to meet it. Two of my favorite characters are actually in the second book. So I get to oh. meet Philippe and I get to meet Galloglass. So I'm very, I'm looking forward to seeing what those characters do with the, with the that story. Today, it is the notorious arbitrary oh. list. Today, top favorite things in geek journal movie. What are the things that we love the most? You know, building these little dramas with our action figures in the Ewok village and all that fun stuff. So, um, and it went away, you know, went away a couple times, came back is what's, you know, Currently, we're in, you know, I don't know, most would probably call it golden age of Star Wars with all the stuff that they announced a couple of weeks ago. So it's a good time to be a fan, and it's, you know, looking forward to see what they do with it. And, yeah, Star Wars, I'm not going to expand too much on it. And to piggyback on yours, I have that as one of my top two. And I think one of the long-lasting aspects of Star Wars is the fact that I, f I feel it's been one of those things that it's had so much different lore and so much built upon it. and it means a lot of different things to different people. And while this is a great thing, it's also been a negative thing where some people get possessive about certain aspects of it. And that creates, of course, 
you know, the feuding of, well, this is good and this is bad. But that being said, I think that's also a testimony of how popular and great a franchise is when it can stir that much emotional response out of so many of the people that watch and follow it as well. So Star Wars, one of the first movies I ever saw in a theater, it's been around almost the, our entire lives when we think about it in this sense. And, you know, seeing what right now Disney is now asked and, or, or is now launching with on the next couple of years with all their new series and movies it's it's not going away anytime soon, and it is definitely, I think, a franchise uh, that's a once-in-a-generational kind of thing. So Star Wars is also one of my top two as well. Uh, Jen? I, it, Star Wars is one of mine as well, and I'm partly because I, I don't feel I'm as geeky as my husband, but it's one of the only things I could probably say that I like that I feel is geeky. Um, I, and the same sort of thing. I mean, it... it that's kind of some of your earliest memories is going to a star Wars movie or, or watching star Wars or playing with um, star star Wars characters and so forth. So that, that is something that I can say has has definitely been around for me for a long time and, you know, and then introducing our kids to star Wars and so forth. So yeah, I think that's just, it's more, it's, it's hard for me to sometimes even see it as geeky because it's just always there. I think it's hit that weird plateau in pop culture. It's one of those things like when people like a band, like in the early days, but then the band becomes big. And then what tends to happen is this is then people get mad because, well, I liked them in the start. Now they've gotten too big and popular. It's not gotten to that point where there's the disdain or hatred towards it. But as I said, it's more of that weird possessiveness that, Mm -hmm. well, this is the good stuff and this is the bad stuff. And, you know, there's always good and bad. Everybody, no matter what the the thing is, there's always people that like one side and not the other. Exactly. Yeah. Mariah. Totally breaking the mold. I was going to say she's going to, but in, in her defense, though, she does like Star Wars. It's probably just not her top two. I have right. wonderful memories in college of, you know, doing the staying out for the, the re-releases and lining up for all of those special movies. And I have great Great memories of the old Star Wars franchise. They completely lost me when they redid stuff. So that's not one of mine. I would say my top one is probably World of Warcraft. It's one of the games that I've played since Inception. It's about, what, 15 years old now? Like 16 at this point. 16. And, you know, there have been times I've stepped away from the game. But for the most part, it is an amazing way to connect with friends I don't see um anymore and we're you know there's a group of us who still play 10 years later 15 years later and i enjoy it as a stress reliever i can go on and lose myself in a game for a while and i do have a very stressful job so it's very it's a it's a nice way for me to connect with something and my number two which should come as a surprise to Pretty much nobody, if you've been listening to this podcast, is comic books. Um, comic books have been a presence for pretty much my entire life. Uh, they, they, you know, I remember reading the Star Wars ones early on, the original Marvel series, uh, Hawkeye miniseries, which I think is part of the reason he's one of my favorite Marvel characters. Um, it's, just, it's been something that my whole life has been there that you know got me started reading, got me going. Um, I 
kind of dip in and out as certain things happen in my life. You know, like right now I'm currently not going to the store every Wednesday and, you know, getting that comic book fix every week like I did for, for a considerable amount of my life. Um, I've been working my way through trade paperbacks right now, which is another great way to to get them if you don't want to do that weekly fix, which is certainly not for everybody. Um, hey, John, is there a service that you can subscribe to that can get you access to all the Marvel comics? Why? I, I don't know. Is there? Mike, what, what would that be? I don't know. I've I know I was harassing you for a while. I think you finally partook in what's called Marvel Unlimited. I did for a while. I've let my subscription lapse though, so I should probably get back into that. But it's okay because I haven't had much time to read it lately. Yeah, I know. Um, but anyway, yeah. But I mean, the thing with comic books is, I think it's there's any genre you want. I mean, there's science fiction. There's superheroes. Obviously, there's fantasy stuff out there. There's action, comedy. I mean pretty much any genre that you're interested in, you know, you can find some form of comic books, you know, I mean, for a while, if people would have asked me like, what comic book do you, you know, what comic book should I read? I think I would have asked them, well, what do you like, you know, what movies do you like? What TV shows do you like? And then you can kind of take that. And, you know, and some of those things there's actual comic books for, and some of them, there's just comic books that are maybe, you know, related to those things. I think one of the things that kind of really kept me going was there was a store in the, uh, dinky town part of minneapolis where there's a store called Dreamhaven, and i'd go in there and the guy would every time i'd go in there he'd have a new recommendation for me and i found so much cool stuff that you know to this day i kind of go back and read you know like milk and cheese which you know mike and i were talking about on facebook earlier today is one thing he recommended to me um and a lot of other things that are just great stuff so i mean i think if you can take the time to look out there i mean superheroes is obviously the big genre that everybody kind of associates with comic books but if you don't think, you know, superhero comic books are going to be the thing for you, there's a lot of other things out there you can try. Just, you know, find a comic store, just find a geek, you know, find a geeky, you know, group on Facebook. Like, hey, I'd like to get into comic books. These are some of my interests. What do you think I would like? And there's plenty of stuff out there for everybody. So if there's something you like, go check it out. Comics. Yeah. And you're teaching the kids about comics, too. Alex's favorite um, book series is actually a comic book series. Yes. He is very much into Dogman. He loves Dogman. Oh, Man. yeah. Yes. That's big here, too. Yep. Which, which that's kind of one of the interesting things, too, is that the biggest selling comic books aren't the ones you would think. It's not like Captain America or X-Men. It's actually, it's like Dogman is, yep. you know, a comic and book. Cat and Cat Kid. And Asterix. And Asterix over in Europe. Oh, is like yeah. The world's mm-hmm. biggest selling comic book. And it's something that over here in America, most people are like, Asterix? Who? What's that? You know, but that's, you know, over in Europe and... Japan, especially, it's much more socially acceptable to be, you know, sitting on the subway reading a comic book, and nobody's going to think, you know, oh, who's that geek? Because it's just, it's just part of the culture it's over just, there, right? Well, and Bit and D love manga, and 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 all of that, the stuff that comes around with that too, and right, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's very popular genres mm-hmm. that are very easily passed along to the next generation, and they're really enjoying it. Yes. So my second one, it's comic related, but I'm going to go a little bit more specific. And as you mentioned, there's so many different types of comics out there, so many different series. If there was one that I would put in one of my top two, it would be the X-Men. I feel the one thing that the X-Men comic series has done better than so many other forms of literature is it's found a way to make relevant a lot of you know, current ongoing problems that we have, I think, in society and using it as an allegory and bringing it into a different medium, a different perspective. X-Men about superpower mutants and how society fears them 
because of their powers. And it almost becomes a story about how humanity is worried about becoming irrelevant or having no control over others that have the ability to do quite amazing amounts of damage itself. And what they don't realize is that, you know, just like there's people with good motives and bad motives, mutants are the exact same thing as well. But it's got a very rich, long story history where you have so many different characters so many different plot lines and stories and it's always i think been such a fairly well done comic there's only i think a couple of x-men writers that i absolutely hate with a heartfelt passion but outside of that they've always been able to attract top tier talent writers as well as artists to help bring such amazing stories so currently jonathan hickman's right now currently helming the uh x-men series and doing an amazing job with that so x-men is definitely going to be in my uh, other in my top two that i would say yes x-men is good stuff and sometimes when you go to get x-men comics your cousins get hit by cars yeah that was a fun time he he went over the hood of it too he did that was pretty amazing he was yeah okay. he was okay people don't worry that that was a horrible day it was let me just put it this way. John and I once had a comic book day where we went to go get new comics. John was accorded, uh, accused of theft. My cousin got hit by a car. My grandma had to argue on our behalf to get back product that was confiscated from John. And I think, wasn't it raining too? Didn't we get rained on? Well, that was on the way home. On the way home, your chain broke on your bike, and then that's when everything just went to hell. <laughs> that's <laughs> when it went bad. Oh, my cousin getting hit by a car. Let's be clear. He's had a lot more worse things happen to him since. <laughs> yeah, since then, definitely, yes. Jen, what's your odd number two? Um, so my number two or the thing that I that I am always attracted to or um, kind of hunt down is um, L retellings. Um, I'm very much into different twists on fairy tales or retelling in different ways. Um, so I've I've read lots of different series. Um, Cinder, uh, the Lunar Chronicles. Uh, the there's a villain series done right now that fo that follows each you know fairy tale and the villain in the fairy tale instead. Um, and then there's another big series that I'm working my way through as well that takes each kind of fairy tale and twists one thing in it. And if this one thing didn't happen how would the fairy tale be different? Um, so like for Sleeping Beauty, the premise is what if she never woke up? Um, and how, you know, and, and so building the story around um, Sleeping Beauty not waking up and what the, what would change or why that would change or how that would make the, the, world, the world and the story a different story. So that's what I, what I tend to find and go after. Is there a version where they have it? What if uh, Snow White's dwarves kill innate Snow White? <laughs> no. Somewhere out there, there probably is. is the there thing? might be somewhere. I have not found that. Or maybe there's some guy in a... into zombies or something. That's right. It's more likely zombies. There is a, and I don't remember what the premise is off the top of my head, but one of the twisted tales is about, and I think it's more about the mirror. Um, and the snow and Snow White. So something about the the mirror you know, not me either not working or something like that. I just can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Of course, you're going to ask the one that I should know and I don't have to go look it up, but have you yeah. seen this? So, so Mary and your two, your number one and your number two, have you gotten the mm -hmm. star Wars myths and fables book? 
I have not, but they are on my list to find them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, that makes sense. And I don't, you know, if, interestingly enough, I didn't dig much into star Wars to see what they had done. I'm not even sure why I never went that direction before. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very curious what they have and um, have a, well, have a few marked to uh, well, it's very recently. So don't, so don't feel too bad because it's only with, I think that oh. came out like last year, I want to say. And there's, that two, would make Yeah. yeah two different ones. The first one is just called Myths and Fables, and it's basically okay. fables as if they were told in the Star Wars universe, and the second one mm -hmm. is called Dark Legends, and it's kind of the same thing. Dark Legends, there. okay. Yeah, and, and I would say, I mean, I, you know, so that was, that's probably part of it. well, I can guarantee that's the way that Mike tried to introduce me to comic books, too, is he pulled out fables. Mm -hmm. um, and granted, it's, you know, it's still a, it, it it's a twist. It's taking all the fable characters that you know from fairy tales and putting them in real life right but that you know that's that's how he uh started trying to get me to read comic books and did i'm still trying a time yes i did i loved that show i yes i loved that show too because that's the same sort of thing twist you know like exactly. you know it's to me, it's very interesting, especially to so I I really do like some of the the villain series because they're focusing on the villain and why they became that way. So I think it's very interesting, you know, like to take that twist and look at them in a different way and what might have happened that caused them to go down that path. Have you read the Wicked Wicked movie? Mm -hmm. yes. book? Sorry, have you read the book? I've read the book, yes. I have not actually seen the play or anything, but I've I've actually read that whole series because he actually has four books. It's Wicked, and then um, and then what you're what you're actually doing is following each character. So, uh, or not each character, or like he picks out four characters and stuff. Wicked is the best, um, and he actually, as an author, does a lot of other twists on fairy tales. So he has some other ones that are really cool as well. There's a Confessions of a Stepsister that's based on Cinderella. That was another interesting one that he did. Um, cool. And he did an Alice in Wonderland one that I read not too long ago, too. Yeah. And then that moves us on to our last one, Mariah. Well, Jen's going to be the odd man out because I'm going to go down the MCU path. Of course. Um, what? It's great. Uh, I love you're, all things movies, at MCU movies. Yes. Um, I'm not, I'm not really a comic fan. I prefer lots more words on my page personally. <laughs> um, but I, get I love the stories mm -hmm. and they're fun and they're engaging and they make me laugh and they make me cry. And I love them. They have certain favorites and I have certain, Ones I don't as enjoy as much as all the others, but there's redeeming qualities in every single one of them. So, what's your favorite? Thor: The Dark World. That's <laughs> not my favorite. I would say my favorite is a tie between Endgame and Ragnarok. Those least, are my top two. Least, least favorite. Dark, Dark World. world. <laughs> <laughs> but Loki's awesome in it, and I love him. And he, you know, he starts to show his his heart and and caring a little more in that one so it builds a lot on the on his character personally who is one of my favorites yeah i love everything about the marvel cinematic universe they can't give me enough fast enough 
Well, hopefully we'll have at least another one coming out within the next few months or so, or at least Disney tries to figure out going forward at what point do they release Black Widow mm-hmm. on uh, Disney and Plus at this point. John showed me everything that came out with the the investor call at Disney, and mm-hmm. um, I loved what I saw. It was yeah. It, it, the Wanda Vision was a little weird, but I'm willing to buy in because I love Wanda and I love Vision. Yeah, so right. I, I'm willing to I, give it a chance. You know, me too. Me happened. too. I think um, that one would be interesting. Yeah, and I liked what I saw from, uh, from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, that'll be fun. Like, I, I don't like how they broke up. Got it. You don't know how reality works, do you? <laughs> we need to have Hiding. a happy marriage. Tell that to my parents. Moving down the line to, you know, kind of the core topic. Uh, so, give some backstory here. Um, I've known. Jen, my wife, for about 15 years at this point, almost 16, I guess, if you're going like in this weird numerical turnover that we have at this point. John, you're almost in the exact same uh, situation as what I was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of handing it a little bit over to the wives and everything. I mean, what was, especially with you, Jen, what was it like marrying into a geek? Well, okay. So I, I, I... Um, I need to probably set the stage for how I truly figured that out. And I, I don't she know, Mariah. To qualify that. <laughs> I do. It, it, well, here's a good reason. So because um, I would think I, it, when we first started dating and everything, it seemed more normal, right? Like I, I, didn't, I didn't realize how far of a geek he was. And, and I didn't know it until, uh, so we had been dating over a year at this point when you moved in with me. Um, and here's the reason why. So he, li- he lived with John. You hit it, it for that long. Well, but I thought it was normal geek. And here's, here's why. I so know John, what she's saying. That's right. No, you know where I'm going. Cause John, you remember you lived in your house and you, he had that one bed, you know, the one bedroom with the, <laughs> with the comic books on the, like on the wall. So, right. Yep. So that was done by you guys. So I was like, well, that's not him. Right. I could qualify that that wasn't him. I would like to qualify that was pre Mariah. It was totally pre Mariah. Right. So I would okay. never have paper mached the walls with right? it was so crazy. It was so crazy. Anyways, but he, so he moves in, he moves, he brings his stuff into our, into my townhouse to move in with me. And it's like, and you know, he comes in with a couple of boxes of comics. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you've got a collection of comics. And he's like, uh, I gotta like go get the rest and I'm like, what's the rest? And he's, and so, right. So the rest is like, he had a second closet in this bedroom that was nothing but comic and not, and not, I should, I got to qualify this, not comic books, boxes, boxes. We had a storage locker for John's collection of comics. Okay, so I had no idea. And he shows up with all, like, I can't even remember how, how many it was at that point. I was like, Holy 
the I team. Know. I don't even know. <laughs> right? That was kind of my come to Jesus that, when I first saw right? his comic See? collection. Because that I was... never, I thought he worked for a store. Like, how do you amass that? Right? A wall of two and a half foot long comic boxes. Right? Buying them for your entire life. Well, and that's so right. I mean, I was, I, you know, I'm, I think I even probably asked him at one point, are some of these Johns and you <laughs> stole them? Because who owns this much? Oh, well, no. I mean, to be fair, he probably stole some, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. No, why would I do that? John had his own bag of cats over here. <laughs> Right. Well, Brian knows. Right. I, I think the other thing that made it very maybe made it more, I wouldn't say the word deceiving, but maybe threw you off too is that I had a probably a much more wider array of interests too. Like I yes. know, was big into sports. I was big into let's say, you know, music. Right. And... So it seemed much more normal. It's like, okay, he you know, it, it it seemed like it was just a piece of the puzzle, right? It wasn't that I, you know, like he lifts the curtain and then you realize it's three fourths the puzzle, not, you know, the four or five pieces you thought it was. So That's yeah, that was very accurate description, right? Yeah. It, it's not like I revealed that I was like a furry or something <laughs> like, ha ha. Like dressing up like a Fox. Probably not much more shocking. Isn't that what we're going to reveal on this podcast? <laughs> The, the secret deep deep dark secret yeah. oh no i think yeah. my first key on john was when he got so excited to cosplay at the comic convention oh because yeah. that's normal for people now but back 15 years ago i'm oh, sorry that wasn't not. the thing like <laughs> like i'm glad i'm I, you to know be fair this was after we were married though so she had to have had a clue before that yeah, there, there, there were. Uh, yeah, yes and no, though. You guys were pretty good at hiding some of it. See, but like, I don't, I don't remember like actively hiding anything, though. I mean, I maybe no. like, I'm sure I didn't yeah, come out and like, hey, I've got this many comic boxes, I've got this many no. you know, Rubbermaids of Star Wars stuff, but it wasn't like because you just you know, right because you guys no. thought it was normal. You didn't. You forgot that you weren't normal anymore. Want to be well, fair, like is go ahead. Well, I think with me too is this is that. All right. Well, what's Mike doing now? Well, he's watching a baseball game. What's Mike doing now? He's watching. Uh, you know, he's playing video games. And the only thing that might have been like the tip off is like, well, what are you doing on Wednesday? Well, I'm going to go pick up new comics. And, <laughs> and I don't I think I didn't. I didn't track that to realize he was doing that every week. Right. right. She didn't realize I, I, I was going and buying it all the time. You knew I, that I even it, I even went to pick up some of John's weekly polls. I did not until and probably until we were married. And then it was, you know, because then we started sitting down and I was like, so how much do you spend on comics? And, you know, and probably for the first year we were married, I didn't say anything about it. And after that, I was like, OK, now it's time to, like, put some numbers around this and start budgeting this because <laughs> I have no idea where we're at. And you are there every week shelling out whatever for comics every Jen, week. I never bothered to look. I just couldn't do it. She would have been too horrified. <laughs> well, well, hang on a second here. I have never least, put thought into that. Put it in perspective here. At least I'm buying comics and not buying meth. I mean... Okay. Okay. Yes, it wasn't a drug. You could be spending hundreds of dollars on porn online every, every month. Pretty low bar there. <laughs> I was going to say how much, right? I mean, well, I think the other thing to also kind of put in perspective too is that think about in the sense that 
when you met us, it was, let's say 2005. And then we got married, you know, a couple of years later, mm-hmm. that was also a weird time where I think a lot of the geekdom stuff was starting to mainstream all of a sudden what was geeky and nerdy was starting to get yeah. more, you know, popular video games were starting to go into a particular direction. And that's when you had the advent and launch of the MCU with Iron Man in 2008. So yeah. I'm sure it maybe seemed weirder back then had it been a couple of years later and we met, it maybe might not have seen as normal just be, or uh, as weird, just because of the fact that the world was kind of changing around that period in time too. Right. Well, and I think yeah. part of it for me was that John lived 35 minutes uh, with no traffic and no snow away from me when we first met. So in order to like hang out and talk, uh, we played WoW together. Yeah, that and, was, oh, yeah. That, you guys that was because right. I didn't play WoW until I met her. And that was the whole reason I got into it. Like, cause she, I think because we were going out for good eight months or yeah. so, I think. And she was playing and I just never did. You know, and I finally was like, you know, it got to wintertime. And like she said, you know, we're 30 minutes apart on a good yep, day. Yeah, we were too. Yep. And I was like, okay, I'll get WoW. You know, we can play online. It'll be something we can do together for when the weather gets just horrendously bad. And, you know, we're not going to want to, you know, trek across the city to see each other. This way we right. can technically still, you know, do something that's not, you know, doesn't involve us physically being in the same room or, you know, whatever with each other. And and at some level, I think I'm a little fundamentally more geeky than you are, Jen. So I had a yes, you less are. of a I had less of a bar to reach. Right. Like it took more to for me to get to the level of, oh my God, how yeah. bad is this? Well, and, and to be <laughs> fair, like because mm-hmm. Mariah and I met, you know, like you met online. Um mm-hmm. And I think the icebreaker question I sent to her, you know, I think because we were on Yahoo, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the icebreaker question I sent to her was something like, you know, if you could have a superpower or something like that, what mm-hmm. superpower would you have? <laughs> or so I I, yeah. I I think I can't remember what her I, did you say? Jean, I think you said Jean, Jean Grey. Gray. Yeah, she yeah. said Jean Grey. I can't remember what my answer was. She was a cool redhead who could make people great with her mind. I Absolutely. That's a cool. Right. She also went crazy and did a bunch of other things horrific with her powers. I do identify genocide. She committed a genocide. Uh, There are days. Redheads have tempers. Oh, yes. Yes, they do. (laughs) Got us some slack. But yeah, I I loved her. So I liked your X-Men choice earlier, Mike, too. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Of course it was. Um. I guess another thing that, you know, with me was when it comes to, let's say, revealing, you know, hey, here's the geeky things I like. There was a lot of times like, I'm going to throw this out here. I'll see if she likes it. Mm. A lot of times she would be very generally be very clear and blunt and like, hey, nope, not really liking this. And there was other times that she would have her interest peaked on certain things. And, you know, that's that's part of it is like I I understand. I think the, you know, the world of comics, the world of sci-fi, the world of like fantasy are so many different avenues and streets you can go down. And there's just some neighborhoods that no matter what, you're just not going to go down into. And I think for me, I'm fine with that. I I get that. All right. I wanted to introduce you to this. You didn't like it. That's fine. And I think with both of us, it's definitely come to a point too where there's things that I'll watch without her because I know it's not something mm-hmm. she's going to be into and kind of vice versa right there. And I, I think that is kind of one of the cornerstones of just how marriage needs to work is 
I think when you have sometimes two people are so like that, hey, both are interested the same, you need to have those, let's say, little things that everybody has for themselves sometimes just because that's what helps also define, I think, you as a person. Yeah, and I think some things, I mean, like, we both love reading. She just, you know, I, yeah. I read more comic books. I do, you know, I do prose books as well, but I def that's definitely more, you know, mm-hmm. less for me. And I've actually been doing more audiobooks lately for my prose. And I, when I do sit down and do actual reading, I tend to do more, like I said, comics and trade paperbacks I've been working through. And she just reads, you know, yeah. regular books, which is perfectly fine. We're I both own reading. It. It's I'm just, an you obsessive know. reader. I'm yeah. obsessive all the time. I can never get my hands on enough stuff. John's also a notorious fan of Judy Bloom books. <laughs> yes. No, but right. You, I mean, <laughs> but I've read a lot of Judy Bloom. Books. Unfortunately, so have we. But I mean, yeah. But I, Mariah, I mean, like that's the thing. Like you've also introduced me to some series and so forth that have been great. That you know wouldn't have been something I would have found on my own necessarily either. So you know, it's. I mean, that's where you. It it works for us too as the four of us as couples because we can connect on different things as well. It's it's helpful. Yes, I have been very lucky in Jen. I have to tell everybody because oh, right? I, I, I could not have asked for a better partner for my husband's best friend. I just couldn't have. Mm, so, yeah, I love it's, you. We're we're all yeah. awesome. We're, so let's ask really this particular well. question then. What pet peeves do you not like of ours? <laughs> really? I, I, I think we've talked about the giant blowing boxes of comics already. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that wasn't you. That, but I don't say that would be a pet peeve. That was more of that's the initial shocker of no, Jen, marrying a geek. Three yes. years in a storage facility. Yeah, you had no idea. I'm sorry. So I'm so but, sorry. Oh, oh no, those were not in the storage facility when we met. They were, no. they were they were in the house. They didn't go in the storage. We just had no room as we slowly oh, became right. children. Yes, as we as we slowly finished. Yeah, the that's house, right. But, <laughs> as you were finishing and, the house and running out of room. And, yeah, and I'm also and I'm also slowly selling them all off. So are you interesting? He's buying are, bigger ones. What are they called? Again? The trade paperbacks. Trade paperbacks. Oh, but not, right. But right, not right. like in the same ratio. Like it's basically just like I was keeping them for a while because it was kind of like well. One of these days, my kids are going to want to read these things. They're going to get super pissed off. They found out I sold a whole bunch of comics for, you know, 600 bucks and, you know, for chump change, basically. But then, like, as the years went on, I'm like, you know, everything's digital now. Kids probably aren't being interested in most of this stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to get rid of it. And, you know, if there's something that's in there that they would have liked, I'll just go buy the trade paperback or they can read it on, on Marvel Unlimited or, you know, something like that. So I just kind of decided I'd rather get. Mm-hmm. the money out of them so I, I just for a long time i was slowly bringing them to level up games which is our local comic shop up there in the cities right you know and i'd get a bunch. you know i'd usually do like half store credit and half oh cash right, or, right. Uh, cash or whatever and so i'd you know i'd buy new comics and yeah. stuff but he would just many. feed the he would feed the comic obsession yes he would right. put it right back into it he, right you put it right back into the thing you were just right. a different d- way d- diminishing returns yes <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to look at it right but that's still not a pet peeve. No. I, I But I don't know that I could say my pet peeves are anywhere near geek related. Like, I don't, I mean, I, you know, like, I, as I look I think, around our media I, I, room I, I, with Star Wars characters and. See, that, that's, and I can probably point out one of her pet, one of her pet peeves that she might not be aware of is probably just how much there is. Like, just how much. Mm-hmm. 
clutter that there is of some of the geeky stuff because i tend to be one like oh yeah. hey here's here's a cool star wars thing i'm gonna buy it and put it up here here's a cool print let's put it oh up i i i get told all i mean so we we still have the one thing that i'm buying this in the case so that i can sell it off when it make when it's a lot of money uh yeah i'm staring at one of those things that was gonna get <laughs> Yeah, and, and I wouldn't mind that so much if there were actually places or things he did with them, but they sit in shelves or they sit on boxes and they don't get displayed. And he never reads yes. all these, these right. He if never they were reads displayed. all these cool table books he wants yep. and gets them anyway. I would say I, that's I, the I pet just pet like pet. when they're right when they're in the old Lego box from when the, he was a kid, like so dusty you can't even see into it, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that I dislike. I'll give you that. Yeah. dislike or think is amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah you go with that one buddy you go with that yeah. one oh and i like to think that a lot of the hobbies and things that i have aren't necessarily at least disruptive hobbies in the no. sense that hey here's the things i like because there are probably people that i know are a lot more obsessive about certain mm -hmm. aspects or avenues of you know their geek life where it's it's almost like this this is my thing and it almost gets like defensive and i don't think i get defensive i try to be very flexible about it you know the give and take that we both have at least between me and, right. and jen yeah i don't think you you get every, both of you are very well adjusted socially not very awkward Jeez. no not anymore not anymore they used to be worse <laughs> They were a lot worse before us. Wait, what? Oh, we can go back to your other friends who can be very honest about how awkward the two of you were to be around. I had to, I, I gotta be honest. I, I did disclaimers to everyone that met you for the first, before we were married. I did Anywhere? prep my girlfriends. Uh, how awesome I was. See? No. So, I mean. This I, guy is so amazing. You're not going to believe it. You're going to think that. <laughs> That's totally what. How is he house. available and single? <laughs> right. I mean, I had to dis do a little bit of disclaimers. Like, give him, give him some leeway. He's not. I don't even, I can't even remember what I said. But, yeah, I, I mean. And, and clearly, I mean, I had some friends and maybe some family members that were like, oh, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> I didn't flat out get that. I, I said, did. I, I got a lot of, huh, he's quiet, huh? And I'm like, oh, just wait. <laughs> just wait. I'm always yep. quiet. Until yeah. you're not. And that Until is you're the, not. Exactly. And that is the point that weird things happen. Yep. See, John's quiet, but when he talks, he goes into like weird circular rambles where <laughs> he'll start somewhere and he keeps walking around the block a few times until like he moves on to the next block. The best part is when he tickles himself and you can see his chest start rumbling and he starts giggling and then he just laughs and you don't hey, know what's I, funny yet. I, I, I always say as long as I'm entertaining myself, that's top priority if anybody else is just gravy. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. So another thing, what would you say, you know, and for both of you, Mariah and Jen, would be the thing that John and I introduced to you from Art Geekdom that you like the most? Oh, mm. good Lord. Um, board games. Like mm. we've already, I've, I was always a board game person, but it was yeah. pretty limited to like risk and... Right, the ones like your dad taught you. Part cheesy. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Or categories, you know, those kind of things. 
Yeah. Wow. I've played a hundred different games and I've really enjoyed the vast majority of them. Well, um, and it's, and it's interesting for me because not only did he end up introducing me to board games, but he started introducing my dad to board games. And so yeah. my dad plays board game night with these two now too. And, um, you know, and it, it, it became another outlet, um, for my sister's husband as well, that, you know, this was something he did too. So it's, it's very interesting that they, it, I, yeah, it's the same I sort of thing. I'm like, I just thing. didn't right? you. Like you played monopoly, you played sorry or whatever. And there's just so much more out there that had no, you know, didn't, didn't have Dad's any idea. Opened it up to our side of the family too. We have game nights with my brother and his wife all the time. And, you know, they're willing to try new things and learn. And, and yep. I was always bringing a board game to the, yeah. Well, and I almost, holidays and I'd almost think that the evolution of how board games have been over the past, yeah. I'd say 10 to 15 years also has been tremendous, almost to the point where a lot of board games now are almost like just more interactive versions of video games and some of the, you know, aspects of, you know, strategy and what goes into the game itself. And I think that's what I kind of loved when I started seeing all these new different types of games coming out. And I, I think really it's the one thing that's good about board games that from a video game standpoint, that's kind of gone away. is like video games, you know, I remember younger used to be a big aspect of, hey, here's how we're going to socialize. Like I'd have friends come over and we either take turns playing each other on video games or when like the Nintendo 64 came out, you'd had four player games and we'd all play four player games. And I think board games have kind of almost gone retro in that aspect where hey here's the way to have those types of like party type atmospheres because now with video games everything is so focused online at this point where you know you're playing online against somebody else in like their house itself and you almost lose that person-to-person aspect of how you interact with them that's true yeah the days of golden eye are behind us the days of Goldeneye, Mario Kart. Yeah, or that oh, Mario Kart gets played in this house a lot still. Right, but Mario Kart still is. I mean, I mean, yeah. You guys probably we, you know, we don't. The kids can play it a little bit, or we might, you know, we might play around as a family. But they're also kind of looking to play with it uh, with their cousins, which means online. I mean, you're well, not. Yeah, I think that's, they're not over at our house. We're not doing a tournament that way. And yeah, I think that's the key is that it used to be like, hey, let's go to Mike's house. We'll play Goldeneye. Right. We'll play Perfect Dark. We'll play Mario Party. Whereas now it's you do it online, and then I don't think it's quite the same. You know, has quite the same feel as it did back. You know, not to, things were better back in our day, but I mean. It was just it, different, I think. It was a different right. feel to it. Right. It's different when the 11-year-old says, hey, why don't we just get on Discord and we can play together, you know? Yeah. Right. That's that, exactly. I mean, that <laughs> my kids ask me now. They're like, can you get me a Zoom link so I can play online with so-and-so? I mean, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the way they yeah, see life. It's no longer going over to different people's houses yep. and just hanging out in that sense. So I think that's definitely been one huge change right there and just, you know, how people interact sometimes. And I think yeah. board games have definitely been one of those things that have been great. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think uh, each of you would be the thing that we tried pushing on you that you just hated <laughs> and just said, no, this isn't for me. Mike can answer that question for me. Uh, I'm going to let you answer it. So the one thing that he 
always he puts on pretty uh, fairly often and i'm not a fan of so i just walk away it's certainly the- his furry suit <laughs> that, that I'm too. a fox. That too. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, kung fu movies. I am not a fan. Um, so the the other thing that then kind of comes out of this that gives me the same feeling, and I walk away from is that whole. And John probably likes this. Is what is it? Science movie. What's the mystery science mystery theater three thousand? Okay. Yes, I don't like it. I don't like it. Little wicked potatoes. I can't. I just little can't winged potatoes. <laughs> nope. So yeah, I, and he he tried he tried kung fu movies early on when we were dating, and he tried multiple times, and I just eventually was like, well, whatever, put it on. I'm gonna go to sleep on the couch while you have the movie on. Yeah, he didn't take the hint. That's fine. I, I, that's the key is you, you just keep trying and then you just wear them down eventually. And now <laughs> five years from now, she's like, I love Kung Fu movies. Totally, it's, it's been 15 and you haven't gotten anywhere. It's, so. it's the Stockholm syndrome of fandom. <laughs> Not going to happen. That's, that's the one I can't do. Mike, was that what she was going to say? Yeah. <laughs> That would- it was one of many. There's probably a lot of things. Like <laughs> I'm sure, like every time, like I would put on like something from Adult Swim, she would also cringe uh, as well. Yeah, uh, some of Adult Swim is not good. Mm. So, so, so what's that. yours? Um, I would say it's. I'm going to get flack for it, but I'm going to say Star Wars. I'm the I'm new, the new Star Wars. We should, yeah, yes. we should. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, that makes. Sense. Oh, thanks, thanks for joining us. Uh, that was a great episode. We're gonna <laughs> end on a high note right now. And, <laughs> and and to be fair, she does like Mandalorian. It's just the new, I, the new movie. She hasn't been a fan. Yes, of. I love what John Favreau has done with Mandalorian. I will. Yeah, that's awesome. That. Mm-hmm. He has made a world and a character set that I can totally get behind, and I'm emotionally yep. invested in. And I can't Absolutely. say the same about the the last three movies, or you know, a lot of the stuff that's gone around with it. Brenna has really, really got back into Clone Wars, Clone Wars with Clone Wars, John yeah. and watching it. What, She's watching it as we speak, or I believe, or something. Of and um, and they ask me every once in a while, "Hey, Mama, come watch it with us." Uh, not, I'm okay, thanks. See, see, I would have said the one thing is is something we had touched on before is comic books is something I've tried to get her into a few times and she just never did. I think like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer comics, I think I did briefly. He he has even kind of tried to cave to my my personal geek taste because I love my Buffy. Yeah. I cannot do it. It, There's, I would rather read a book. About right. Buffy and the story about Buffy than have to look at pictures and but I think you also like in in some ways it, it doesn't help to cave to your taste necessarily um it, because it's almost too far the other way you know what I mean because so as much as you like Buffy I don't know that I don't know that I could take that in a novel mm-hmm. form or graphic novel form either and, and I tried I really did I read the yeah. three of fables and while I liked they were good. Mm-hmm. I can get that good story in a book. Yeah. But a comic is a book. <laughs> yeah. I would say this in defense to like some of the stuff too, like the Buffy comics that you're referring to were continuations of the seasons, like what happened after the TV show. The one mm-hmm. thing I like about that, it's the same reason I like some of the stuff out there, like the 2015 relaunch of Star Wars comics through Marvel is that, 
it's hard to go back and revisit some of the stuff. Like as an example, we're never going to get an eighth season of Buffy on on TV because now the actors are all old. Matter of fact, we saw a commercial of Freddie Prince Jr. And Sarah, Jessica, Michelle Geller, and they looked old. And that's just is you're never going to get these shows back. Like everybody's like, Oh, what if Firefly came back? It's not going to matter because these guys, it's been almost 20 years at this point. These guys are all older. You so have to I, reboot it completely and start it over again is the problem. Right. So, I mean, that's why I and appreciate you really need the fan base who is wanting it. So, so it, it's like a catch 22. It totally is. You well, I have to wait until we die off and start it over again. And, and that's what I was saying earlier, too, about Star Wars is that you have so many different people that have so many different things they like and love about it. So, I mean, that's that's just right. it is that if you if you want more of something great if you just want to hold and put what was in the past and keep it on a pedestal, that's not bad either itself, but you know, it's, you know, it's sometimes good when you get this new stories. Now reboots, like one conversation that Jen and I had a while back was at what point do they try to reboot the Harry Potter universe? You know, like if like in 10 years they say, Hey, should we try redoing Harry Potter again? Would they, or, it's got to be at least 10 years. I mean, because you got to remember, too, that becomes in in some ways that almost becomes like our kids Star Wars because like it, it was come. Some of the movies were coming out before. I mean, before they were born, but they're like the, they grew up on it now. Um, so it, it does get to be harder to reboot some of those. And I, th- um, I think with that, it's going to be a lot like what they're doing with star Wars now is that, you know, you had those original Harry Potter books yep. and movies and, you know, now they've got the fantastic beast movies coming out and like another yes. 10, 15 yeah, years, expanding instead of rebooting, you know, so another 10, 15 years, we'll have some other version of Harry Potter that takes place maybe back in the middle ages or something. I mean, who knows? I mean, right. there's, there's a with lot the they Nicholas can do and you can, Flamel. you know, yeah. And you can, you yes, can tell, see, yeah. right. Did and, you and do you that? you can tell they're trying to kind of move Harry Potter kind of into that where it's, you know, the wizarding world and stuff like that, instead of just Harry Potter, that it's, you know, this universe instead of just these, you know, central characters right. you know, from the book. Well, yeah. I think the one untapped Avenue too, that really amazed more like of the bigger, you know, entertainment industry companies haven't really attached onto is this, is that if you want more of something, don't, just make it live action go to animation because with animation it's easier like hey what happened like years after you know the final harry potter book it's easier to animate and have that illustrated not to mention you're saving so much money on special effects anyhow mm-hmm. you know and not just that but so many other different franchises too you know just if they were to go into the anime or animation of uh you know some of these things you'd be amazed on what you can get. I mean, the reason the Mandalorian, you know, worked for the most part as a show is because you're seeing this different corner of the Star Wars universe with little hints and nods here, not trying to spoil the Mandalorian season two, if you haven't seen it, you know, but the last episode, the CGI used to try to bring back a older, you know, character from the original series. And it was great seeing it. It was a little cringeworthy. Some of the CGI, to say the least, but it was still awesome. But imagine if had that been done in animation, it might not have been as quite as awkward. Well, my girlfriend, Amanda, has been desperately trying to talk up. Is it Clone Wars? Mm-hmm. The one that Brenna's working yes. through? Yes. Yep. Uh, if you just watch it, you'll just you'll just love it. You just got to do it. And I'm like, I just 
my time is so precious. It's just not something that I want to dedicate the next, you know, X number of hours to. Yeah. If I would say this though, in, in that to help, maybe help sell it. Now you've mentioned John Favreau. Oh. Keep in mind, Dave Filoni is the other individual here that you need to give a lot of credit to because he did Clone Wars. He's also one of the main forces behind the Mandalorian as well. He also was behind Avatar, the last airbender too, as a series. So, I know you're saying is that time is a precious thing, but also keep in mind too, with Clone Wars, you're talking about what? 22 minute episodes that it's easier to watch a couple than, you know, drop off for a few days and come back. I always feel that's harder to do with. I think, you know, some shows that are like an hour long where Mm -hmm. you're almost sitting there and you're committing yourself for a, a much larger chunk and it's harder to compartmentalize when you can watch it. Well, I think that's one thing that's tricky about being, and not even necessarily just with geeks, but when there's something that you're you're passionate about, you know, you, you want to kind of spread that to people. And you're like, you know, oh, you, should, you you know, Clone Wars, you should love this, and it's just it's tough as somebody who loves something, you know, when you're trying to introduce somebody else to, especially when it's somebody else right. as close to us, like as you guys are, you know, then you just mm-hmm. don't get into it. You know, you might keep at it for a bit, but I think at some point you just have to kind of accept, eh, you know, this isn't for them, you know, for whatever reason, and you know, you should right. either shift gears or you know, whatever it might be, but I think that's one thing that's tough when you're passionate about anything, whether it's something geeky or even if it's like football or just whatever it might be, if you're, there's something you're passionate about, but something, you know, somebody you're close to just can't get into it. Or even if it's just somebody that you're friends with, just can't get into it or whatever, you know, it can be a little frustrating. Well, and I think there's things I would love to revisit and rewatch with Jen, but I think part of the problem is like, I wouldn't mind doing a rewatch of game of Thrones, but the problem is, is since each episode's an hour long, it's harder like once the you know kids get down and you know we settle down to commit an hour where some shows it's easier to commit a half hour to to watch or you know be able to like you know pick up here and there same thing i would love to almost like rewatch like breaking bad but same sort of situation yeah, there another it's, it's one another day. one hour show mm-hmm. that you have right there that just eats up a lot of that time so you know when you're when you're married, you know, it's about sharing interests, but also the sharing of time as well. I mean, you have kids, we have kids. And I think that's always the biggest rub right there is love our kids and everything. But by the time everything, all the dust settles at the end of the day, we're left with sometimes like a half hour to an hour of okay time. Then it becomes how much sleep do we want to sacrifice <laughs> in order to watch the things we want? Right. Yeah. Yep. So oh, you mentioned David Filoni, Dave Filoni, and I turned to John. I'm like, "Isn't that the guy from Chef?" And he goes, "Yeah." Yes, he's in the. I've, I've recommended on the show before the Chef show, and Dave Filoni uh, is in one episode because John Favreau goes down to Skywalker Ranch and they get mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff out of the garden there, and then him and Dave Filoni basically just hang out in the kitchen all day with one other guy, and they cook stuff all day. Yeah. Nice. And they had a they, as another plug for it though they had an MCU sit down episode as well. Yeah, Chef Show is a lot of fun. Yes, secondary recommendation. Nice. So we talked about you know a good amount of things here so far. We've talked about how you know the wives put up with us. We've talked about shared interests. We've gone on to a lot of different things there. I would say you know as we get close to wrapping up this episode. What else do you wives have that you want to say about, you know, just what it's like to be with us as geeks? Geeks have the best hearts and they make the greatest dads. 
they they are into sharing their interests and their interests do tend to younger audiences very well mm-hmm. and yeah. you know between the kids love of legos and star wars and oh, action oh god legos oh, and no. comics now and manga yep. and, and they are just able to connect on a level that make them amazing dads so i'll throw that out there yeah, that's I mean, that's an interesting way of putting it, because you you don't think about some of those things that you would have th- that dads do connect for or, or would want to connect on. I don't I mean, I would have no way or I, I wouldn't know how to introduce some of that stuff or even that you would introduce some of that stuff. And now, I mean, yeah, when I look back at my dad. That was fishing. But John uh, has so many different avenues that he can do and spend time mm-hmm. with. And it's, you know, he takes the kids geocaching because it's geeky and fun. And look how you can find some treasure yeah. hunting in the middle of nowhere, you know. And he connects on all these different geeky levels on a lot of different aspects. And Mike does too. They yeah. They're the same interest group. Right. Exactly. So, There's a lot of different things that, that they do that I think it's it's easy to even overlook that it's a geeky interest you know what i mean because it just seems like something they do as dads but and it, it allows them other to dads engage don't do that. the kids on different yep. levels as well and i think that um and it, the board game thing too like that, yeah our kids are always asking for board game and movie night because they want to watch marvel That's or they want to watch yep are we, we gonna have board. a board game night or is it movie night tonight right can we just do show night or you know like but it's, exactly. it's always one of those we three. Can't do movie night. Can we do a board game? Can we do? Yep. Well, and I will say uh, in the last couple of weeks, Brenna's gotten more into WoW. So it's been, oh, hey, nice. can we have a WoW night now? You're like, totally. Got I'm it. like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> I've waited for this for 15 years. <laughs> and I, I think on the flip side there is when you have those things that you want your kids to like, but they just can't get into it's like, yeah, that's that's fine. It, it's going to be kind of what it is. Now you have to be accepting the fact that there's always going to be those things that they're not going to get into. And well, I, or they they do it differently than you wanted them to. I I will say that because I I think I mean Xander is very much into comic books and so forth, just not the way you are. And I have no problems with that. I think with well, that, yes, you do. You don't like yokai. <laughs> oh, that's that's just garbage yeah. there. So it's that's not, not a comic like, book. But that's just it. I mean, I will agree okay, with that. But, yokai is garbage. <laughs> I'm not a necessarily huge fan, but he likes yokai. He likes Pokemon, and that is he does those graphic novels and so forth. It's still a way into the same thing that you like. Well, and I the other thing too, I think that's a big cultural difference too. Is like growing up. There used to be a lot more comic book stores that John right. and I would he go to physically that. and be able to do. And now in today's day, there's not as many where it's not a convenient thing to do. Or John and I, we used to be able to bike up to the comic book store, go even go to like a drug store and you'd buy comics off, you know, the rack there. That's not really exist anymore. So no, and there it, used to be shinders everywhere. You could always everywhere. Right. Do you remember what happened to shinders? No idea. The owner was like indicted for a lot of various embezzlement, uh, embezzlement money issues. And oh, well, that's why they had to shut them all down because oh, didn't, he get, didn't he get pulled over with a bunch of guns in his car or something. There was like a whole series of issues yeah, that was, he had. It was, it was quite scandalous. Sounds like a good guy. 
definitely should be hanging out with all those kids frequenting the stores. Yeah. Right. That's what you want. Mm. Hmm. So let's bring it down to uh, wrap it up into an end here. So, you know, I like to thank uh, Jenna Mariah for both being on the show and giving a different avenue. I mean, people have been listening to this podcast for up to 49 episodes at this point, and they've probably gotten a good feel of, you know, who John and I are. But this also maybe helps point or, you know, point and paint different lights of us as well and how we are as geeks. Yes. Thanks for coming on, wives. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yes, we will. Thank you for having us. Oh, no, no, not a problem and everything. And again, you know, for everybody listening, by all means, feel free you know, to go ahead, share the podcast around. And we we do appreciate the listeners. We do appreciate people that take the time. I mean, I've been falling behind on podcasts lately just because I've there's just been so many coming out. So for those that do take the time to listen, again, you know, I get it. I do appreciate it for the most part. So. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate you. Any last things anybody wants to say? Dead silence. Yokai sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shudder. All right. So signing off, this is Mike Spreichel. And this is John Lundquist. And ladies. And Jen. And Mariah. Thank you for joining what has been our 50th episode of the Geek Roulette podcast. Yes, everybody. Thanks for joining us these 50 episodes and have a good one.